In this live surfing podcast, Oscar Perinjury answers questions from everyone seeking pragmatic and effective solutions regarding emotional and energetic challenges, holistic health and the inner journey. Questions or anything to say, to express anyone who is participating from here or from elsewhere. Do you have any question? Questions can be asked over Spotify or can be sent as voice message over the podcast webpage. It's a very valuable question because uh, there are two aspects which we have to differentiate. One is pain. The pain can be physical, the pain can be emotional. But the human being has a capacity to observe this pain without identifying. And that is what makes the big difference because we can realize that there is on the level of the body, on the physical level, pain and pressure, birth and death. And in the deeper sense, you can also see that emotionally there are feelings arising when you are alive of some things which are beautiful and fascinating and attracting and also things which are changing, creating a certain quality of sadness, pain. But the valuable factor what we have in human life is that we have the capacity to observe our body, our mind and all these emotional and energy processes without identifying with it. If we don't have the capacity then of course we are just into one-dimensional way of reacting. But because we have the capacity and if we learn, if we allow ourselves to understand the nature of the reality, then you can see you don't need to suffer because you see that it is in the very nature of the reality, in the very nature of life, that there is the polarity the pain and the pleasure, the pleasant and the unpleasant. So the suffering and the whole entanglement has to become conscious to us. And the suffering is there only because somewhere, without considering it, without looking more deeply into it, we are clinging. That is why it becomes very significant 
when you can consider and look into the nature of the reality to learn to let go to relax to be to be without being anybody in particular to be without trying to achieve anything to become familiar with this space where you can be just being just yourself just without any identification being held on by you this is the sense when it is reminded again and again again and again that bring the attention to that what is going on in you and go deeper there but this is the most challenging thing also for most for the simple reason that we are so much used to the outward oriented way of living we focus on the other when something pleasant is happening something unpleasant is happening we say oh because of the other because of this because of that it is like this and we try to find explanations and judgments so that we can settle in this kind of idea of ourselves and don't need to confront it and go deeper but this idea of ourselves being separate from the whole is a relative process when we are identified with the body when we are identified with the personality we think that it is me and the world is outside but when you are not identifying yourself with this nor that then what you experience is the reality which can be indicated as the non-dualistic basis of the reality and it is from the basis of non-duality that your understanding of the game of the duality becomes of the right kind otherwise we are holding to our roles holding to our wishes holding to our concepts holding to our pride and prejudice and fears and it entangles us it overtakes the life energy in so many ways pain is there sometimes there are physical pains sometimes there are mental and emotional pains arising but the human being can rise above it transcend it and deep within be with a quality of gratitude be with a quality of non entanglement in, in any identification this is the sense of all the deeper teachings that get familiar with that what you are in an essential sense for example in the zen tradition there is something like a koan a question which you normally would consider very paradoxical or very absurd for example the question the zen master says to the disciple discover your reality and become familiar with the one who you are before you are born now it looks like what kind of absurd question for a normal logical rational person this is like what is he talking 
but it is an attempt to bring the attention to the deeper dimension so that one gets familiar to be without being anybody in particular to be without being trapped in any identification one of the great insightful persons from the last century was ramana maharshi and his insight is so simple because as a boy of 12 when he started coming into the state where he had the feeling that he is sick and he may die of course uh, <laughs> it's very unusual that normally one is thinking in terms of going to the doctor or get some help and all that but as a boy he had the feeling to inquire and find out if now i am going to die when the body is dying is it the end so he had the curiosity and he wanted to enquire and with the simplicity of a child he went and lay down in his room closed the door and started imitating death then he noticed that the body is becoming quiet all the body functions are relaxing the breath is becoming slow the thoughts are becoming less and then he came to the inner state where he realized that he is but he is not identified with the body nor with the thoughts and the mind process that became became his first basic experience of reality and then he wanted to spend time to go deeper and experience it so he went away and uh, the rest of the thing is like that that he went to the place which he was later on living the whole life which is later on known as arunachala and when people came to him with different questions of all kind of problems he was just telling them one thing he say ask yourself the question who am i and all the answers which the mind is providing don't hold to it look at it and empty the mind like that reject it because what you are not is not an answer which the mind can provide as an explanation what you are you have to experience directly and deeply and because you are capable to experience it you need to ask this question to be energetically intensely with a quest and when the mind has no more any answer which it is providing then be with the quality of wakefulness and quest this was his whole teaching and people came with different kind of problems and unclarities and he was recommending them to work in this direction because once you become aware of the true nature of yourself then you see the relativeness of pain and pleasure success and failure birth and death 
then you understand that time is a relative process. And it opens one to the whole understanding and realization of reality where one can feel and experience the wonder of life, the beauty of life, the significance of all what is there. And when you are not trying to judge and categorize and limit yourself in anything, deep within you relax, deep within you become more like a mirror. You are with the reality, you are wakeful, but you are not trying to categorize and label and going into comparison and competition. So when you are not getting trapped consciously in this judgmental process, your experience of the reality is very different. You are not trapped in the idea of your being man or woman. You are not identified with this appearances. You are not becoming identified with the idea of being old or young, special or ordinary, big or small. You just relax. You just be. And this is the basis when it is your direct experience, when it is not just something which you believe in, but when it becomes your innermost insight, then all the unclarities are cleared, all the questions are answered. That is why in the Christian background there is a saying, first seek the divine and all else shall be provided, all else shall be given unto you. Whether you call it seeking the truth, seeking the true self, seeking the divine, seeking the unknown, in the essence it is all encountering the reality and going beyond the known. That is why the quest for the truth becomes very, very important in human life. When you understand it rightly, you will see that even though it is not feeling so easy. Because when you start looking inside, you see all the chaos, all the unclarity, all the fear, all the desires, all the judgments, all the prejudices. And then you think that, oh, what is this? I want peace and I am not finding peace inside. That is why in the inner inquiry you need to take the help of those who can help you to inquire in the right way. That is the meaning of connecting to the inner friend. That someone who is reminding you to look without identification, to look without following the judgmental process, but watching the judgmental process itself. Watching the so-called I and all that what is going on undercurrently behind it. Not only the reactions of irritation or anger or sadness or bitterness, what comes up in life, but also what is behind it, what is the undercurrent identification which is going on. What are the expectations, what are the dreams, what are the desires which are working.
And the beautiful thing you have to understand is you don't need to try to change yourself. You are not trying to fix yourself from one kind of personality into another kind of personality. You are just letting yourself become aware of the nature of the reality when you are not looking through a particular narrow angle. In this connecting to the wholeness of the reality, you realize that you are part of a reality which cannot be defined into some logical narrow explanation be finished with. You are part of what is indicated as the divine, what is indicated as the beauty and wonder of this existence. But again, when I speak these things, I am a little bit careful because you should not make it into a new desire, into a new dream to achieve. That is why Buddha has been very careful when people ask him, what is nirvana? He didn't say it is bliss or it is joy or it is fulfillment. or it, He didn't say any positive qualities about it. He just said there shall be no suffering. That's all. He is aware that the human mind makes from everything a new goal, a new ideal, a new dream. In the normal life everybody is running after power, position, achievement in this, achievement in that. And then when they become aware that that is not going to be fulfilling and then they start going into the inner process. But the same mental track is going on. Now I have to be a better meditator. I have to change myself into being the perfect person. I have to get myself clear in such a way that I can say I am having it all in the grip. So this is part of a certain kind of repetition or a continuation of the conditioned way of holding to an idea of you being separate from the whole, comparing, trying to achieve. So awakening to your truth is not an achievement for the ego. It is not something which you have to manage to achieve. You simply let yourself become open, available, receptive, vulnerable so that you can experience that what is. That is why in the last period you must have heard me saying, just when you sit for what is called meditative processes, don't even call it meditation, just say it is a space to become available to silence. Simply that. It's not a goal, it's not an achievement. It's just a remembrance you have to keep, that you stay wakeful and present and be without holding to anything, be without identifying with anything. And observe all that what is taking place within you. And let things arise, let things pass by. So with this remembrance, 
is a different quality of connecting to the reality becoming possible. Pain is there in the body level as a sensation. Just like pressure is there as a sensation. Some things when we experience in life we find it pleasurable and they are beautiful. But the same thing which brings pleasure can also bring pain. It is like taste. Some things are tasting sweet and pleasant. Some things are tasting bitter, unpleasant. And so with each sense organ, there are pleasant sensations, unpleasant sensations. Pleasant feelings, unpleasant feelings. So when you are alive, you will experience all this. But your capacity is that you can watch it without identifying with it. And you have to bring the attention to the way you are judging, the way you are identifying in each moment. Also when you are listening to me right now. Bring the attention to that what is taking place in you. Are you judging yourself? Are you judging everything? Are you making some kind of knowledge out of it? Or are you sensing the possibilities and being present to all what is going on undercurrently in you? That is how you can listen in different ways. You can listen only to the words and just say yes or no and on a logical level. Or you can go a little deeper and observe the mind with all its judgments. Which says yes, which says no, which is reacting in agreement or which is reacting in disagreement, which is reacting in suspicion. Everything, whatever is there, is there. Just be present to it and go on going deeper undercurrently what is taking place, what idea of the I, me or mine is being held on by you. So notice that also without identifying with that. In this way, come to the moment, come to this what is. Be rooted in this sense, in this quality of consciousness. It's very paradoxical when I say be rooted because it is not an I getting rooted, it's simply a poetic expression that just be with this state where you are, wakeful, present, without trying to be anybody in particular. Any other question in anyone who is participating from here or from elsewhere? If anything is working in you and you feel to look into it more deeply, if any unclarities are there, anything which you want to bring up, feel free to bring it up. So that this is one possibility to look more deeply into it.
and enable equality of clearance, enable equality of deeper understanding of the interconnected factors. A lot more questions to be answered. Right after this, you are listening to the Live Surfing Podcast on Spotify. Live Surfing Podcast. We continue with some more questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see. Sometimes I do look inside, or sometimes I also do medicine Buddha mantra, and then I perceive this non-judgmental state, and Because of that, sometimes I feel like I don't, there's no need to take action on the outside. And then at some point, I feel like um, to keep my body and mind in a clear state. I, at some point, I, I need to take action to do some centering, some physical, something physical, or swimming, or walking, or cycling, or something. And um, I see that things are working, but I can also see at some point that I want to get somewhere, you know, with this. And um, okay. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yes, you have brought the basic factor into visibility. And this is very subtle. To make non-judgmental way of looking as a goal is different than when you come to this state of perception as a byproduct. That's why, for example, when you are doing some mantra and trying to manage and then come to a certain kind of state, but there is still a certain idea of the I behind it, I am now in a non-judgmental state. So, and now it is a new goal you are making and you are idealizing it. That is different than when you allow a certain inner quality of 
distance through non-identifying. And then you can see it is one thing when you are identified with the mind, identified with the idea of me being separate from the whole or you are observing all this. Just before I was also mentioning don't make the inner process into a new goal to achieve something. And that is only possible when you are not doing this or that technique. You have been doing different things, making experiences. It's good, it has been helpful. But now is the time. Drop all techniques. Don't try to achieve anything. Learn to be wakeful, present. And through this quality you see that the mind is not the problem. The mind is a very beautiful instrument. It's a great valuable factor in life. The problem is only because we identify with it blindly and we let it overtake our whole energy. And that becomes a very different basis. When you are observing the mind, observing what is going on in it and not identifying. This is the orientation which is very valuable if you can allow it. So don't make a new goal of trying to achieve some spiritual heights, being in some special state of meditativeness. Because in the deeper way of looking at it, it's again part of a new goal, again part of a new achievement, again somebody behind there trying to get it in control, get it and manage it so that now you have the best, the perfect, the final thing done and one can claim, oh now I have it. So this one who wants to achieve, the one who wants to claim, one who wants to have the grip of everything, also observe this one. This is why I say, without identifying with any aspect of the reality, without trying to be anybody in particular, learn to observe this. Then you can watch all the pride and the prejudices, all the desires and dreams, all the fears and the calculations and the undercurrent identification, the longings, the desires, the dreams, the expectations. So when you are seeing all this what is going on in the subtlest form, the subtlest movement in the mental process, then you are here, you are present, but you are not trying to reach anywhere, you are not trying to change anything. And this is very, very valuable when this becomes transparent to yourself, that you be with the moment, with all that what is taking place without identification without identifying with any of these aspects. Again, when I say all these things, I am speaking to you in a poetical level. Don't make it into a kind of new goal. It is not something to achieve. 
It's simply the direction in which you move. And with a little smile, in a non-struggling way, with a quality of playfulness, be with this process of meditativeness and leave the rest to the divine, leave the rest to life. This way, use the mind where it is required. In the day-to-day life, use the mind. It is very important. Then you see that it's not a problem. But deep within, see that what you see through the mind and judge is relative. It is not the truth. It is in the relative level of functioning important to use it. But at the same time with awareness that when it comes to the deeper areas of life, You have to learn to look without bringing this prism of the mind between you and the reality. That is the meaning of allowing the silence. And remember, it is not achieving the silence. It is not achieving a quality of witnessing consciousness or mirror-like consciousness. It is simply allowing it to happen. That is why in the deeper sense that what is called the meditative state is a happening. So you must have heard many stories. Somebody was just in the background of the Zen there is this anecdote of the nun Chiono. She was inquiring many in many ways, working with herself very deeply, trying to achieve and allow this space of clarity and awakening. And one day when she was going to get some water from the water source with her pot, with the earthen pot, it fell and in this earthen pot, in the water, she saw the reflection of the moon. And in this moment something happened. You cannot say it has something to do with the pot or with the moon or with the water. But some sudden moment when she was not inwardly caught in any state of identification, just in a state of flow, in a state of openness and allowing, but with a quality of quest. So, don't make the meditativeness something only to be reduced to those moments when you are sitting and trying to meditate and all that. Just see it the other way around. Sitting down and taking time, it is good to prepare yourself to learn to look without identifying. And then have this quality of awareness in the day-to-day life. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, bring this remembrance, bring this wakefulness. You can watch your inner processes, your reactions, the undercurrent feelings. So this way, allow a deepening of consciousness. And remember, allow, not manage. That is why it is very delicate. It is not something which you can do just like when you have a machine and you have 
the instructions how to use it and then you read that and manage it no <laughs> it's a very delicate process of inner awakening that is why this whole enquiry the whole way of looking and confronting and facing all what is there so that a moment can happen where you are not trapped in any identification but is full of inner wakefulness and that becomes the basis for the whole living then you can be in the world but you don't let the world overtake you as it is said in the zen background be in the marketplace but don't let the marketplace get into your heart so use the mind and befriend the mind don't hold to it don't identify with it blindly don't get trapped in the judgments which are unconsciously and automatically going on observe the whole process and that will be very very valuable when you can see that and allow that that makes a big difference so in this sense bring a quality of meditativeness in day to day living from moment to moment living and for the next time just allow this remembrance you don't need to do any techniques to achieve the perfect state of non-judgmental awareness no that is not a goal and that what we achieve as a goal is different than that what happens when you allow the quality of consciousness and it is a very basically different process when i say it is a happening it is not your achievement it is not you are doing it it is not that you have managed it and there is nobody to claim it if there is somebody to claim oh now i have it then know that there is still some more work to be done some more digging deeper which is required some more playfulness to be brought in some more celebrations and in this sense let yourself be with the wonder of this existence wonder of the little things of life celebrate life with the remembrance you are part of something sacred you are part of the wonder you are part of the mystery what life is so be open to see and feel all this and let it be any other question anyone who is participating from here or participating from elsewhere just wanted to thank you thank you very much Oscar good Chantal wants to ask something mm mm-hmm. Mustamiko Anmar ja 
Okay. Yes, now I can hear you clear and loud. Okay. I just have a simple question. Let us what see how simple or complex it is. <laughs> what would you say is the sense of living? Oh, most difficult question. Because we are always used to finding some sense. Because we think that we can figure it out with our logical, rational mind. It's reminding me of a little anecdote. Some very philosophical, esoteric person was having a conversation with somebody and they were discussing about why is the grass green? And so they were trying to find all kinds of explanations, scientific explanation, because of chlorophyll and this and that. And there was a little child who was listening to it. Then he said, the grass is green because the grass is green. Then this person who was really insightful, he said, yes, that's it. In a way, we are looking for the sense, you are looking for the purpose because we think we have to figure it out from the head. You can figure it out and say, okay, this is the purpose and then now I have to achieve this. In a deeper sense of observing life, you will see that you discover the sense of wonder you discover the beauty, you discover the blessedness, you discover what you really are when you learn to look without trying to figure it out from the logical, rational level. And then you discover the sense of life, you discover the blessedness of being here. Then you realize that how everything is a blessing. How we are blessed to have this body, to have the capacities what we find in ourselves. What a blessing it is to be in this planet which we call Earth. With all these plants, all the flowers, all the fellow human beings, all the other living beings. And then you suddenly realize what a blessing, what a graceful and wondrous process this life is. Normally we are engaging ourselves with this kind of logical, rational factors and trying to figure out from the head and making it as if it is something philosophical to just fix it. But what we need is to learn to look without trying to figure it out from the head, but learning to look directly. Learning to look without getting trapped in the judgmental process, without getting trapped in this comparison, competition, 
the settlement in the idea of finding the goal. I always find it very beautiful when someone asks Jesus this question, who among us can enter into the kingdom of God? Then Jesus looking around, pointing to a little child who is there, said, those who again become like this child will enter into the kingdom of God. This is very, very significant and you have to take it very poetically because it's not that we have to try to imitate the child and become childish or trying to go around in our pampers and uh, nappies and all that. No. It's simply indicating to the quality of the child which is born with a sense of openness and wonder which is not caught in any state of identification. It has not yet any name. It doesn't say, I am so and so. It does not belong into any group, any category, any religion, any political or any kind of identification. It does not say I am a man or a woman. It simply is in a state of wakeful presence. And it is this quality of wakeful presence which is indicated when he points out to the little child. So, rather than trying to find the sense of life through the inquiry in the mental level, experience life directly by learning to look, learning to be without trying to achieve something, without going into the automatic process what is overtaking your life energy. That is why it is said, watch all the thoughts, watch all the feelings, watch all what is going on. Notice the judgmental process. Notice the feelings, notice the fears, notice the desires. So, this way, you are coming more into a state of wakeful receptivity. And that is where your question will be answered without words and beyond words. That is where you will find in fact, all the questions answered because in awakening to the reality you see, you experience, you understand what you need to understand, what you need to realize. Before we conclude for this evening, we sit some moments wakefully present to all what is there. We sit the next 15 moment, minutes with the remembrance to be simply wakeful and being here without trying to change anything, accepting and respecting yourself with all what you find in yourself.
with the remembrance that you are like the mirror, which is simply mirroring all what is there, including the judgments, including the efforts, including comparisons, including any expectations, desires, whatever is coming, observe it all without trying to change or hold or trying to get rid of anything. Even when such tendencies are arising, watch that also. That is what is meant when it is said being with a mirror-like consciousness. With this remembrance, with closed eyes, we sit the next 15 minutes. You can sit the next 15 minutes and put yourself a timer for that. The Live Surfing Podcast will be back next week.